I'm good, thank you, Baden. And I am in Pasto, in Nariño, in southern Colombia, sitting in the house of our new friend, Mateo. And we are finally relaxing and resting, and indeed preparing, because this city, and everyone keeps telling us we're here at the best time of year, is uh, getting ready for its big party, its carnival, that lasts for five or six days, I think, and each day has a different theme. So, yeah, we're very excited. We have our big cans of white foam that we're supposed to spray all over everybody else, and we'll be uh, checking that out in the next podcast. Welcome to the How Are You, Where Are You podcast. And we call this an audio travelogue of our adventures by bike and this is the 30th episode we have brought you in our nine months of travel so far pedaling between London England and our final destination of the Hutt Valley of New Zealand. We're trying to do the podcast a little differently this week for our 30th episode, bringing you a special Andean Festa 500 edition with Tales from the Road. Now, the Festa 500, it's a cycling challenge dreamt up by the British cycle clothing designer, manufacturer, Ruffer. Uh, their aim is to cycle 500 kilometres between Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. And I guess it's in order to you know, immediately burn off all those excesses of the of the festive season and, and also to encourage cycling at a time when you'd normally blob out. Baden completed the challenge last year in freezing London and this year he's dragged me into it, upping the ante somewhat, Baden, <laughs> uh, by riding with our massive touring bikes in searing heat and with the small matter of the Andes mountain chain to haul ourselves over. <laughs> we started our Andean Festa 500 in Sevilla, or Sevilla, they kind of say it differently here. Uh, it's the coffee capital of Colombia, overlooking the Calca Valley. Our target was here in Pasto, 530 kilometres away. We started a day late on Christmas morning, riding with our friend Maldo, whose family kindly welcomed us into their home for Navidad, or Christmas time. Day one, Christmas day. Okay, I'm Mauro, I'm mountain biker of Sevilla, Valle del Cauca, and we are on the road from Sevilla to the, to the Lauribe. And it's day one for us of the Festa 500. We thought we'd have a lazy one yesterday, and we just drank craft beer in, uh, in Sevilla last night, so it was, how very rough was that as uh, we head off uh, to start the Festa 500 today on Christmas Day. So, Mauro, why have we stopped here? Well, we are here because... There is a white corner uh, called Vuelta del Violin because of the shape. It's similar to a violin. Um, well, the people say that long time ago, the drivers that were going back to Sevilla uh, during the night, usually a ghost appear or like a shape of a beautiful girl. So the drivers stop to get her into the car and after they were going back, uh, the beautiful girl turned into the, a ghost, uh, yeah, like, a, like a skeleton, yeah. and it was uh, it's a funny history. I'm not sure if, if that's uh, true, but it's that people say it about Vuelta del Violin here in, in the road to Lauribe. Wow, because we've got a, um, a beautiful girl with us on the bikes today. So maybe, Shelley, are you sure you're not a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> so we've just had a quick drink in a roadside diner here in Uribe and uh, we've come down what 30k now from Sevilla and 
it dropped around 850 meters and so now we're in the proper the real Valle de Coca right Mauro? Yes that's right uh, the road to Buga is a flat terrain it's a smooth nice view uh, you can watch uh, or see the sugarcane plantation and I think that it will be fun for you guys. Uh, so we've come yeah we've come down from seeing all the coffee and the bananas and now it's just going to be hot 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 and, and sugarcane. I think my Garmin's already registering something like 35 to 40 degrees. So yeah, we should, get going. yeah we should get going. But for Moldo, you're heading back up the climb and home, back home to Sevilla. Thanks so much for coming with us down the hill and also for hosting us for Christmas. We just had such a wonderful time with your family. Oh, I'm gonna miss you guys. I'm gonna miss you. Oh. I enjoy the time that I spent with you. Um, well. Enjoy the rest of your adventure. I hope one day to have the same opportunity and let's see what happens. Right, we've done 78 kilometers today. We've arrived in the town of Buga in Colombia. Um, most noteworthy for it's got this giant basilica back in the uh, central part of town and it's kind of like the same thing as uh, Santiago de Compostela in Spain whereas uh, at uh, Easter time lots of pilgrims walk there to this church and so it's quite well known around Colombia it's quite impressive to see as well but we really kind of need to go back and check it out the thing is we're tired it's a uh, first day of the Festa 500 I think 78k is a fairly good effort today how was the road yeah, it was quite um, flat and really hot down here in the valley. So, um, yeah, I need a shower now. <laughs> now, we want to try and um, see if we can score uh, a place to, or score a shower and a place to sleep tonight here at the Bomberos. We normally have fairly good luck with the Colombian Bomberos. They've been really friendly. A guy in town told us that these guys are really nice and hopefully we're going to pedal in there and see if they'll put us up uh, for the night. Yeah, here's all the fire trucks, so we know we're in the right place. Yeah, so we're definitely in the right place. There's lots fire. of fire trucks here, and looks like it's a quite nice headquarters too, so let's go and see. Hey, buenas. Yeah, any too? After being unsuccessful with the bomberos we rode round to the police station and the police station well we, you don't really want to sleep at a police station anyway but they said come around to the sort of sports facility i guess this is and um see what happens so we sort of rolled up and you did some sweet talking shall we? yeah i had to charm the reluctant looking guy that manages the place but um after a little bit of chat he was he was all right about it and now we have a lovely place to put the tent and an actual shower Yes. Yeah, and the shower, we were just talking with the cleaner guy for the showers, and they are pretty spotless. Oh, I mean, you'd be pretty happy if this was a, if this was a campground, but, um, oh well, another night of uh, free accommodation on the first day of the, or another night of free accommodation in Colombia on the first day of the Festive 500. Back outside here, and we'll set up our tent, and that's uh, day one. Day two, Boxing Day. It's day two for us of the Festa 500 and today we are heading for, well I think we're going to try and aim for Santander de Quilichao, but first we need to stop off for breakfast. We, we're going to cook some porridge back at the uh, 
a place we stayed at the sports centre last night, but Shelley was getting spooked by all the bugs. <laughs> so we rode by, rode just 100 metres down the road, and even though it's Boxing Day, the day after Christmas, it's uh, this place is filled. We're at a bakery right now, and everyone in Colombia, or it seems, comes to uh, get their coffee and their bunuelos to start the day. Yeah, so a bunuelo is like a ball with a delicious, made with a delicious dough that involves cheese. So it's made me very happy this morning. <laughs> Oh, we just pulled up alongside a guy riding his bike to work here on the highway and I asked him, you know, what do you get up to on the day after Christmas? And he said, no, not much, it's just a normal day really. Um, but one thing he said was, take care on the roads, be careful because there are a lot of accidents and a lot of people end up in hospital. Um, and he said that, you know, unlike other countries, and um, he wasn't very proud of this, there isn't much regulation when it comes to drink driving. A lot of people are driving around on their motorbikes and cars drunk. And even if they're pulled over by the police, he said all they need to do is give the cop about 20,000 pesos, which is the equivalent of something like seven or eight dollars, and they'll go on their merry way. So we haven't seen any terrible driving today, but you know, we're just being a bit extra careful, just in case. Okay, we have arrived at our warm showers host in Santander de Quilichao. Uh, it's John's place, so we met him on the internet on the warm showers website, and it looks like we have a place to stay. Oh, that's brilliant. Okay, cool. Well, it's been uh, a long, hot day here, cycling along the Colca Valley here in Colombia. It's been, uh, what, 116k on the dial, and it's been really hot the whole day, uh, around 35, 36, especially after lunch, it's really heated up, so we need to get inside and have that shower. But, you know, it's been a great day, we've, uh, we've seen a lot, it's mostly been all about the sugar cane, really, just fields and fields of it, and uh, it's really, I guess, must be the Colca Valley must be famous for this. And, but no cane juice though today, no cane juice. So, um, no, but I guess we better go inside now, yeah? Yeah, come on. Okay, we better go inside and get that shower. See you tomorrow for day three of our Festive 500. Day three. So our host John's mum, Lilia, is telling us a little bit about some of the indigenous people that you can find in the Kauka Valley. And there are four or five different groups. In in Alegua, no, to say, is NASA. 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 Somos NASAs. So NASA is the word that they use to um, describe themselves in their own language, and yeah, they come. Um, the, um, the communities originate in the mountains around where we are here in Santander de Quilimacho, and this place is like a commercial center where people come in to trade and and live and john was telling us last night that you know since he was since um he was schooled here he's lost a lot of the language but he still hears it and what his mother speaks to him every day
What an amazing start to the day. What Lilia was just saying there in her language was um, that she loves to have people from around the world come to visit them at their house. And even though it's a humble home, you know, those people are very welcome to stay and that she was really pleased to meet us. And the nice day has carried on for us. We've climbed off the valley floor um, out of Santander de Kilichao and on the road to Popayán. Uh, the valley floor where we left it was around a thousand meters and now we're up around 1700. The air is fresh, the breeze is blowing through now. And there are clouds. There are finally clouds. Yay. I mean, the heat that we left, we thought we were leaving behind on the valley floor has followed us up the mountain. <laughs> it's been 35, 36 degrees. Yeah. And, but hopefully now with this cool wind, give it a cloud cover coming overhead. Sounds like a weather report here, but <laughs> uh, we can have, um, you know, a, a nice rest of the day but look at this point at this moment we need to start heading up and uh, start looking for some lunch because I'm getting hungry again our second set of um, motorcycling tourists today so these guys are traveling towards uh, Peru um, yeah they're just giving us some advice on um, where we can stay apparently there are houses for motorcycle tourists and sometimes um, cyclists can stay in them as well. And so we've just given them our details. Sí, 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 tiene. ¿Y señores? John Sanchez. John? Nelson Suarez. Oh, great to meet you guys. Thank you very much for the tip. Muy útil, very helpful. I'm just going to go and order our lunch. It's time for our menu of the day for approximately two US dollars. You get a soup and rice and meat and a drink and platanos and everything. Oh, oh, time for a photo. What a slog that was. We've arrived here in Popayan, halfway through the Festive 500 now. We've clocked 250Ks in total. Today we what, did about 80, but it's been a really tough day. Up, we've climbed up to around uh, 1,700 metres, but it's been up and down, up and down the whole day. We're here in Parque Caldas, in the central uh, centre of Popayan. They call this the White City. And uh, it doesn't come out so well on radio or podcast, but when you look around the square, everything is white. Um, so it's pretty easy to see how it gets that nickname, I guess. And it's also still very festive here for the Festive 500. They've uh, kept up the uh, Christmas trees. Um, there's lots of lights and things being uh, in the, all set up in the park. The nativity scene, people are pouring over a nativity scene back there. So, yeah, the festive season is alive and well here in Popayan. We're about to head a little bit outside of the historic centre to our lovely host place. Um, and we're going to, I think we're going to grab a beer first because we should celebrate after finally reaching Popayan. And then, yeah, hopefully get a good night's sleep tonight. Day four. So I'm eating here homemade dulce de leche with homemade lemon conserve. It's a conserved lemon peel, I think. Conserved lemon peel. With cloves and yeah, it's nice. Son limones de la finca. It's como desmargadas. Desmargadas. Yeah. 
Qué rico. Se come con, se come con una rosquilla de harina. Mm. Yeah, it's a really nice start. Lovely breakfast here and nice company and yeah, but we've just got to look at the road ahead now for what this is our fourth day on the Festa 500, so yeah, we've got a lot of climbing ahead of us, but also we're heading back down into a valley again from here in Popayan down to which is around 1700 meters. And then the next couple of days, we're going to be going back down to around 600. So it's going to be like stinking hot again after being really nice and cool here. We're riding along. We're uh, about 20 or 30 k's out of Popayan now. And we keep seeing these kind of dummies, like human-sized dummies outside of houses, wearing jeans and a shirt and a hat and sunglasses, and they're sitting in like plastic chairs in front of people's places. So I want to try and find out what these things are. I can see one up ahead, so I'm going to pull over and I'm going to try and find out. Que ya es pie del año por viejito. Oh, okay. He has, he has like a little pot. ¿Qué contiene? He's got a little drinking pot with like aguardiente or warapo, the local liquor in it. And this guy here, he's sitting in a seat on the driveway outside the house. And there's one across the road as well. And they're here to say goodbye to the old year, whereas people bring in the new year on the night of the 31st. They're really weird looking and we've seen a lot of them and I just wanted to know. Muchas gracias, senor. I thought maybe they put fireworks on them. And yeah, no, I think these guys are just here to, to get rid of the old year. Yeah. El viajito. Yeah. <laughs> ¿Y cómo se llama este cosa, esta cosa? El nombre. El nombre es Bartolo. 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 Bien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Bartolo, Baden. Bartolo. Muchas gracias. Thank you. Thank you. We're nearing the top of a climb that uh, I've just called the Andean Furnace. It's, it's, it's extremely hot. I was going to swear twice there, but uh, refrained. <laughs> it's my Garmin is showing way over 40 degrees, 42, and uh, it's a really uh, steep, long climb up this sort of, we dropped down into a valley, and now we had to sort of climb out of it immediately, and it's been really tough. Okay, just pull over, whoa, so I'm glad, well I'm glad for Gunnar really that he turned back. Oh yeah, a new friend Gunnar that we met. He's a Swedish gentleman who is cycle touring around Colombia for three months. And uh, he was on a day trip to Las Rosas when we found him just out of Popayan on a hill. And we shared a lovely lunch together. Yeah, he's a, uh, a very experienced cycle tourist, isn't he? That's where the best advice comes from, is the local people who know the area. Yeah. And I, I get nothing from travel guides anymore. I just wander along and ask people, where should I go, what should I do? Yeah, he cycled in Fiji, good old New Zealand, uh, Taiwan. I think this is his third trip in South America. He's one of those guys that's fortunate enough to be able to escape the Swedish winter. And uh, for four months of the 
of most years, it seems, he goes off cycle touring. Yeah, so we uh, asked him what he thought of uh, Colombia as his escape for this year. 10 out of 10, everything's fine. I'm standing outside the church here in El Borro in the Colca region in Colombia and Shelley has just been inside the church talking to the priest and she's just walking back towards me coming down the aisle and out of the church. Shell, what did you find out? Well, I, I'm pretty sure that the priest has just said that he's going to organise a hotel room for us and we don't have to pay anything. What? I know. I, I'm, I think that's what he meant um, and I think that we have to possibly follow this lady here. The, well, the one there wearing the like leopard skin leopard. onesie. Over there, okay. Yeah, so. Oh my God. I know, I know. Well, I mean, <laughs> this is just, uh, the Colombian kindness is so overwhelming, isn't it? And this is just a, an end to another fabulous day. A, what is it, day four of our Andean Festive 500? And we've completed 365 kilometers all up now, almost three quarters of the way through the challenge. And so, Whoa, it's been tough and hot today, but um, when we got here to El Bordo, we had more kindness. A family, Eva and his family, bought us this beautiful Lulo, Lulo juice. Lulo, how would you describe it? It's kind of, I reckon it's a mix between passion fruit, grapefruit, and maybe with a bit of green apple chucked in there. It, it's all in one fruit. It's absolutely delicious. Yeah, really refreshing. And, you know, even though today was hard, it was stunningly beautiful to see all the mountains and the enormous cloud bank falling over the top of these huge mountain ranges and gorgeous views down the valleys and it was helpful to you know in, in the kind of pain of the moment because I, I really need to like eat something and have a shower and and just um, go to sleep <laughs> yeah I mean to be honest after that ride today I was I was really tired and I'm really tired right now I'm really salty look at me but I'm, I feel elated, and especially after we've had this wonderful offer from the priest. Day five. I think I'm going to lie down again. Lady, are we going to be riding today or not? I don't feel very well. I feel like rubbish. I don't know, did I eat something weird yesterday? So the Festive 500 postponed. I think we can still do it maybe, but I don't know if I can do it today. In fact, I know it's probably, I know it's not a good idea to ride today. To be continued. Tomorrow. Day six. Baby, it's happening. What? Baby, the 10,000 day, the 10,000 kilometer mark, it's happening. Really? Yes. Now when? I remember when it was 999 and I was really excited about the first thousand. I was like staring at the odometer. Okay, it's coming, it's coming. It's going we're to going happen as soon as we go get to the top of this hill, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we're going up a hill. 
Okay. Okay, there it is, yes. <laughs> Woohoohoo! 10,000! Oh my goodness! I can't believe I rode 10,000 kilometers. Oh, oh. Okay, let's pull over here. We need to celebrate. Get those eggs out. All over the road. I know, I know. Oh man. Oh, incredible. 10,000 kilometers. Oh, it's a long way from uh, Caledonian Road, London. Yeah, N7. N7 <laughs> to here in the Patia Valley of Colombia. Yeah. And what an absolutely gorgeous valley this is. Yeah. We've. Uh, Everyone's told us that it's really hot here, so we've really crunched it along the valley this morning. And so we left in the dark, and as the sun was coming up, we've got two big Andean mountain chains like guiding us towards Pasto at the moment, where they all, where I think the three converge at some point closer to Pasto. But we've got two on either side of us as we come down this valley. And One as the, on either side of us. Exactly, and as the sun was coming up and it was shining all red over the top of the other side of the valley and oh the stars when it was so dark this morning it was this has been such a beautiful <laughs> ride and how many beautiful rides have we had over 10,000 kilometers there's been a lot of days that I've said to myself now this is the most beautiful ride this is the most beautiful day and I've said it yeah loads of times um, so yeah we've been really lucky yeah we have been we've been extremely lucky so We've done quite a lot of cycling this morning and the sun is getting higher now because it's really hot down in this valley so we wanted to get up. We got up at 3.30 in the morning <laughs> and just started. Um, so it's, yeah, it's good timing for the egg at this point. So here they are. Yeah, I'm hungry as well. So yeah, give it a crack. <laughs> yeah, 10,000 kilometers. Well done, honey. Oh, look at us. <laughs> Awesome. Well, okay. Well, congratulations. And here's to, uh, well, it's not going to be 10,000 10, more. more. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who knew at the end of that long, dusty furnace of a road, there would be this amazing pool. It's a dream, actually. And then, you know, the best thing about this pool? It's not that it's so cold, it's the view. We look out over the top of the Andes. Oh my gosh, this is probably the most beautiful pool in the world. <laughs> and there's barely a cloud in the sky except just sitting on the top of the Andes range across from us, across the valley from us. Yeah, it looks like cotton wool a little bit. It's totally stunning um, and kind of unbelievable. Every time you look at it, it doesn't seem real. But we, we really had a hard day today and um, what we've got at the end of it is a swim. Some friendly people are letting us camp here at this pool and the fact that we have only 37 kilometres to go on our festive 500 total and it's New Year's Eve tomorrow. Yeah, we're, and uh, we've got a lot of climbing to do. We're, we're not going to make our, our dream destination of Pasto. I mean, the, I don't know, um, Ludi and Hans here at the pool, they reckon that we can make it. 70k or 68k exactly to go uh, to get to Pasto for New Year's Eve. But I think it's most likely, considering there's about 2,500 plus, maybe even 3,000 metres of climbing tomorrow. We need to add that up actually and see what it actually is. But 
a hell of a lot of climbing ahead of us. It's going to be really hard to make it for New Year's Eve. So I think tomorrow we'll probably be in some sort of small town celebrating with some locals. Well, actually, no, we'll be asleep. <laughs> we'll be asleep well before New Year's comes. <laughs> so how many lengths are you going to do now, Baden, after completing 97 well, kilometres today? I just, like, kicked my legs around and my legs feel really dull. You know, like a, yeah, they're really tired. And boy, I felt it on that last climb. We climbed, we've climbed for about 15 kilometers to get to here where we are. What's this town called? Al Tablon. And uh, it was 15 kilometers up a really hot hill. And, you know, my Garmin was telling me 45, 46 degrees. And oh. I don't, I've never seen it that high on this whole trip. I mean, in the Yucatan Peninsula, when we were cycling there, I got heat exhaustion and I was kind of really worried so that that was going to happen again. So I just kept drinking, you know, listening to a few podcasts and uh, just taking it nice and easy. And we made it. And I think this is probably the toughest day we've had so far of the Festive 500. Oh, it's cold. <laughs> Also, you can't swim, so that's another reason that you won't be doing any lengths. <laughs> oh, I'm such a bad swimmer. Hey! Ugh. He's doggy paddling right now. <laughs> Day seven, New Year's Eve. Bueno, muchísimas gracias, Lily. Oh, it's such a pleasure to meet you. Thank you. Que tengan un buen viaje, que gocen su aventura, que lleguen a la casa bien sanitos. Sí, y festivales, carnaval en paso. Oh, Ludi's such a nice lady. She um, she was so kind and she told us all about pasto and the carnaval that we're um, maybe going to experience. But we've had a shocker of a morning, eh, Bay? Yeah, uh, the tent, poor old Terry, the tent, he woke up with us and he was all wet. So that just takes a bit long to try and dry out. It's taken about three hours from the time we've woken up to the time where we are now when we get to finally ride our bikes. Yeah, we're hoping that we're not kind of exposing ourselves to a lot of horrible heat today because we're up a bit higher but I think we do drop down again, so it could be a bit painful later. We were so scratchy and grumpy at each other this morning as well. <laughs> we shouldn't be, because it's the final day of the Festive 500. And uh, what, we've got, what do we calculate? 37K to do to finish it? So that should get us to uh, Cha Cha Gui. And uh, it may not be pasto, but... Uh, I'm sure it puts on a good party. Hopefully it puts on a good New Year's Eve party. Riding our bikes, we see quite a lot of soldiers on the side of the road, and they're always quite friendly to us. They'll give us a thumbs up and a smile, and we thought, okay, this is great, yeah, nice friendly soldiers. We're working hard on our bikes, and they can see that. But after a little while, we noticed that they were all doing it in the same way. They all do the slow thumbs up, and they don't just do it to us. They do it to cars as well. So we became a little bit curious, and today we're definitely going to try and find out what the story is. Tengo una pregunta. ¿Por qué muchos soldados go like this? Like, en la carretera. Yeah. En la causa. Ah, la causa. 
Okay, so we're asking him why all the soldiers do a thumbs up on the road, and he's saying it's for the cause. ¿Y cómo se dice en español este? Bien. <laughs> they call the thumbs up bien. Muy bien, gracias. We're just climbing up and away from that military checkpoint, and I think we've got the good oil. It's all about PR. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the whole thumbs up signal. What a cheap marketing campaign. <laughs> It's cheap, but it is quite effective, actually, to know you've got a friendly soldier on the side of the road and he's signalling with his thumb up that the road ahead is secure. Right. You know, and that's not a small thing around here, you know. You know, five or well, ten years ago, maybe even five years ago, these roads that we're riding on today weren't really safe. Um, anyone that showed any sign of wealth had the risk of being kidnapped yeah, yeah. and uh, and also you had two sets of dudes running around in military fatigues one were the legitimate army and the others were you know, guerrilla forces so for them to show the thumbs up is a good idea to show you know we're the good guys we've got a handle on the situation and you're safe to go I think they're lining them all up in the square now, Baden. We were riding through this town, Chachawi, on the Pan American Highway, and we saw all these like quite amateurish floats. I mean, the spirit is there, but you know, they don't have a slick finish, let's be honest. I don't, well, I don't know. I think they look fine and great. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have the first idea about how to construct some of these things. Yeah, there's a lot of like um, representations of people, either known people or symbolic kind of people. They're very colourful, there's a techno zombie, um, I think you saw before Maduro with like, uh, who's the president of Venezuela with donkey ears. Pretty sure they're not a fan of him here. Anyway, we followed um, the floats up off the Pan American Highway and we're now sitting in the plaza looking around. Everyone's gathered to, to see them all. I think a lot of, of work has gone into them. Yeah, they're, they're very colourful, they're sort of big paper mache kind of puppets. Mm. Um, you know, with oversized heads and small bodies and yeah, everything's out of proportion. And yeah. I don't know, we, do, we probably need to find out a bit more about what it's about. I mean, we've seen all these dummies and sort of um, characters along the road Especially in the last, what, 200 kilometres or something? Yeah, yeah. There have been a lot of these sort of things on the side of the road. We, we just presumed that they were going to be blown up for New Year's Eve, but um, there's something to do with, we think, warding off bad spirits of uh, 2015 to sort of clear the decks for 2016. And so that's why you've got things like yeah, Nicolas Maduro, the Venezuelan president, he's not well liked here. And there's a one of Maduro holding a, a tiny little um, uh, Santos, who's the Colombian president. You know, to sort of, sort of say that uh, Maduro has Santos in his pockets. And yeah, it's really political. So these are things, it looks also to be like a, uh, a gorilla as well, with some reference to the peace talks in Havana. So it's really political and it's, it's got to be, I don't know, just looking at these things, it must be something to do with, uh, oh look, there's a leprechaun. So uh, these are all sort of things that you want to get rid of 
um, and start again for 2016. Do you reckon? I don't know. Yeah, we. I think we should go and maybe ask someone and try and find out. Yeah, why not? Well, I mean, we've done the Festive 500 now. Oh, yeah. It's done, yeah. <laughs> I, know. I think if we passed the mark maybe 2K out and... Yeah, like we said earlier, you know, we're not going to get to Pasto. Uh, there's another 1,500 metres or so to climb. Um, and why, well, let's stop, why not stop here? Cha Cha Gui. Name sounds pretty cool. That a pretty cool parade. Looks like it's going to be a, a fun place to spend New Year's Eve. But let's find out more about these floats. Just approaching two men who are pushing one of these floats. I'm going to ask them about what the story is with this parade. Hola. 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 Soy de bien, gracias. Soy de Nueva Zelanda y estoy haciendo una programa de como radio en internet. Um, tengo una pregunta. ¿Qué, ¿Qué es este desfile? ¿Es, es muy típico o solo de Chachagüí? Eh, es del departamento, es más grande que solo Chachagüí, es todo el departamento de Nariño que es una parte de Colombia, es una tradición antigua, sí, de nuestros antepasados y se sigue de generación en generación y es, es siempre los 31 a fin de año, el último día del año, se representa muñecos con sátiras, con críticas, pues en este caso nosotros estamos criticando a, a nuestro vecino Venezuela que se volvió una dictadura. He's saying that desplazado de Venezuela. He's saying that this um this is a tradition, a really old tradition of Nariño, and that oh they have to, they have to push their float now, and that the um they make all these dolls and uh, they're representations, satirical or critical representations of things. Um, for example, the Venezuelan president. Ah, oh, buenos días, señor. Hasta el viejo. Oh, oh. Hasta el viejo, no. Ah, gracias. Gracias. I'm being given a coin. Hasta el viejo, no. Hasta el viejo, el padre y el viejo, no. Ah, gracias, okay. And a cuddle, all right. So yeah, so they're satirical characters, um, and apparently this is something that's gone on for generations and generations. I think people have started to drink here in the town, but based on what he says, it happens every year at the end of the year, and this is not something that's just for Chachagui, it happens all around the region, so yeah, it's really amazing. There are a lot. I mean, I can see probably about 30 of these floats. So I don't know who's been making them, but they've put a lot of work in. Well, got our answer, Baden. What'd you find well, out? Well, it's, it's a Nariño thing, so they're doing it all over the place. Oh, so this is a, um, yeah, particular to this particular, to this date, Nariño. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's a real tradition, a satirical tradition that they have. Oh, it's great. Well, I think that makes a, uh, a great way to finish the Festive 500. an adventure looking back and like listening back to some of the stuff we recorded on our Andean Festive 500 it was really really tough and now we're sitting here in this comfy room at our new friend's place in Pasto and it's really hard to believe that we completed the challenge in just six days yeah we rode what was it 507 kilometers um with what almost 7,000 vertical meters of climbing <laughs> That's a lot. We could have picked a flatter part to do the Festive 500 There's on. There's no flat parts in Colombia. 
you know that by now. I think I think this whole trip we've been here for over six weeks, I think, and we've probably only had flat bits about three or four times. That's true, yeah. Uh, and the temperatures as well. I mean, the uh, on my Garmin, you know, however accurate that is, <laughs> the temperatures range from about 20 degrees for early morning starts to f- around 46 degrees on that climb up to Al Tablon. Yeah, I think maybe that's, no, it wasn't quite that high, but it was so hot. I was absolutely roasting. I reckon it was definitely over definitely over 40 degrees. Yeah. I felt like I was going to pass out, um, but <laughs> I know somehow we made it. <laughs> but, um, you know, throughout the whole trip, it's the people who make the journey. And yeah. it's the people who have made the journey for us, really, on this trip. And, you know, this journey during the Festive 500 was no exception. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, we tried to tell stories from the road, but the road is just a bit of concrete. And actually, the journey is the people that we met. And we had some amazing kindness. We we didn't really, we didn't encounter anything but friendliness. We only paid for accommodation for one night. Um, and, all and, that, we, and that's because I wasn't very well. And yeah. so the priest had paid the first night accommodation in that hotel. And we yeah. thought, oh, we can't ask. No, the priest to pay again <laughs> and it was only four four dollars four pounds four pounds yeah, so yeah. yeah it was it was pretty cheap anyway yeah you know this this experience is was very achievable as well i mean come to columbia and ride your bike seriously the last week we have spent you know obviously we've been in columbia for a while we're not paying travel costs and things to get here but the actual cost of our journey was 60 pounds for mm-hmm. two people for eight days of fun yeah yeah it's incredible yeah and some of the people that we met you know they they were so caring about us they really warned us that maybe this road that we were going to be traveling on might be a bit dangerous yeah they were just warning us you know to, to take care and not, don't take any unnecessary risks and you know, be careful where with where you choose to stay and things like that i mean even the new zealand government you know, we checked the warnings on the Ministry of Foreign Affairs website the other day, and they say don't go to Southern Colombia. You know, it's yeah. dangerous, and you're at risk of kidnapping gorillas and all sorts of things. <laughs> uh, they may want to consider updating their advice because we travelled through Southern Colombia for a while now, and we love it. The mm. people are friendly. It's an amazing part of the world, yeah. and I, I encourage people to come here. Yeah, we could only scratch the surface in our time here. Um, you know, the Festa 500 was a tough challenge to complete and we really kind of had to rush through so we didn't get to tell you know fully this maybe the stories that we would have liked to have told in the places we passed through I mean one thing that I wanted to add an update on was all of the dummies that we mentioned earlier in the podcast oh, yeah. I specifically said that they don't burn them but apparently they're called Año, uh, Año Viejo the old year and they do burn them at midnight so just a little correction there but yeah we hope you enjoyed the ride with us <laughs> What's next for us? Well, as we mentioned at the top of the podcast, we're here in Pasto in time for the Carnival. So we'll be joining in the fun on the streets with that over the next few days. And also, what else are we going to get up to, Bay? Well, I guess we've got to try and plan some sort of route to get to Ecuador, the next country. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for listening to the How Are You, Where Are You podcast. You can email us at you at gmail.com or head to our blog, howareyouwhereareyou.com. You can post a comment under this podcast or have a look at our interactive map, which we try to keep updated. Um, if you liked this podcast, there are 29 others in our archive, or you can head to the blog for links to subscribe for future episodes as we pedal onwards. As always, there'll be photos on the blog to accompany this podcast too. Thank you very much to Callum Campbell for the music in the podcast and also our friends Benj and Suze for their smooth northern voices. 
Um, you can get Baden online at Baden C on Twitter or Baden Cycling on Instagram. And until next time, ciao. Feliz año nuevo.